Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. The timeline for when rain creeps in and temperatures take a nosedive. Classes canceled at NC State for a wellness day after five suicides on campus. What the university is now doing to give students more access to mental health care. Then a nationally renowned civil rights attorney says six Raleigh police officers should be fired and charged after a man dies after being in their custody. The people who were supposed to hear his cries the most let it fall on deaf ears when they tased them again. We take you inside today's rally for justice for Daryl Williams. Let's take a live look at radar right now and look at all that lightning. We're just hours away now from when this rain moves into our area, making for a messy morning commute. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. This wet weather could end up impacting the Fan Fest tomorrow in downtown Raleigh, and that's leading up, of course, to the NHL Stadium Series on Saturday. A live look at crews as they're, well... It's a nice little shot of the Looking Ferris good. wheel there. Yeah. It's setting things up <laughs> along Fayetteville Street. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRL Severe Weather Center with a timeline on this rain. Kat? Luckily, FanFest is not going to be a washout. It kicks off at 11 a.m. Still some rain around and at least the possibility of rain through 2 p.m., but the rest of the evening and night will be dry after that. And the good news is, is that temperatures are slower to fall. So for the early afternoon, looks more like temperatures would be in the 60s, but we are going to have a wind chill as we get toward the evening hours. So still bring the extra layer with you. Overall, though, the rain will be early in the day tomorrow. 6 a.m., we may begin to see some rain pushing in to the very western part of our viewing area, but it's 6 to 8 a.m. from the triangle points west that we see the bulk of the rain arrive, and that will stick around through about lunchtime. After lunchtime, we begin to see the rain tapering off from west to east. Perhaps a shower left at 2 o'clock in Raleigh, but by 3 o'clock we dry out, and our eastern county should be dry by 3 or 4 o'clock as well. 5 o'clock the evening commute should be a quiet one as you are driving home, but then comes the cool down, and that's going to come with windy conditions. I'll track when the coldest air arrives hour by hour coming up. All right. See you in a few minutes. Thank you, Kat. I'm Mark Boyle in the WREL Live Center right now at 7 o'clock. If you're listening to us on the radio, perhaps heading west on I-40, the Durham area stuck in some traffic, it could be a while before that clears up. Folks, take a look at your screen right now. You see all of that heavy traffic there. These are the westbound, the outbound lanes of I-40 in Durham. This is a photo from the DOT at Page Road. Several of those lanes are closed. Here it is on the traffic map right now. This is just past 540. There's RDU downtown Durham. A crash has four of the five lanes closed. Take a look. This is the traffic alert coming out. There's that information about the number of lanes closed, and this is definitely getting our attention. This is expected to be a high-impact crash, closed at least one of the lanes until at least 9.35 this evening. So that could be a long duration impacting one of the major roads out of town here this evening. We'll monitor that. It's unclear exactly how many vehicles are involved in this crash or if there are any injuries. We'll update you as soon as we get new information here in the Live Center. Sounds good. Thank you, Mark. Right now, NC State is experiencing a mental health crisis on their campus. In response, school leaders gave students a wellness day today and some time out of the classroom. Tonight, 
there's a push to release new mental health reports detailing how the university intends to make changes there. WRL's Joe Fisher investigates what's being done to combat this problem. Today's weather was pretty perfect for a wellness day. Students tell me this break from classes is only part of the solution. They are eager to see a new report with recommendations from the mental health task force, but that report has already been delayed by nearly three weeks. <laughs> Smiling faces and a chance to decompress. We need a brain break every once in a while. Students at NC State have the day off. I'm just going to go to the gym with some friends. Oh, you got a buddy. The wellness day comes after five student suicides in six months. You don't know how badly it gets until like something like that happens. So it's definitely discouraging and you want to like check up on the people around you more. These freshmen understand the struggle of adjusting to college. A lot of kids were at home and there wasn't as many expectations with homework and deadlines and all that and jumping back into a college setting. It's a lot to handle. Last semester, students complained of two month wait times at the counseling center. This semester, the school embedded six new counselors, including two in the College of Engineering. Three of the five deaths by suicide have been engineering students. We want to be able to meet students where they are um, to be able to connect with them. Monica Osborne is executive director of the Counseling Center. Any student who wants to access services, they will be seen that day if they want to be seen that day. Even beyond NC State, mental health is an epidemic in the United States right now. Eleanor Lott is on the Mental Health Task Force. The group's report was supposed to be complete by the end of January. Now this petition is calling for the immediate release. We are already ready to see those changes be implemented, and if not, then holding them accountable for those changes. Lot says she too is ready to turn the tide. Building community on campus is something that's very important to me and I think will solve a large part of the problem. I'm Joe Fisher, WREL News, Raleigh. Also, since last semester, NC State has added eight counselor positions. Students will also be eligible for 12 free telehealth counseling sessions. Campus officials say the Mental Health Task Force report should be released sometime next week. They say the report is lengthy, took a bit more time to compile than they first thought. Tomorrow, Hillside High School will have a remote day of learning, serving as a healing day. This comes after the community today said their final goodbyes to a student lost to gun violence. 17-year-old Anthony Feaster and a 15-year-old were shot behind the school last week on the American Tobacco Trail. Feaster later died. Today, his family and friends said their goodbyes as Feaster was buried. Police have not made any arrests or released any information about a suspect. Prominent civil rights attorney Ben Crump is calling for the firing and arrest of Raleigh police officers involved in Darrell Williams' death. Crump was joined by Williams' family in Raleigh today. Williams died after being in, in police custody last month. He had been hit with a taser multiple times. WRL's Chelsea Donovan was there as Crump and family gathered, calling for charges and the firing of those officers. Right now, uh, uh, you're gonna get tased again. put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back now. What's seen in this body cam video from Raleigh Police is what brought nationally renowned civil rights attorney Ben Crump to the capital city today. When he said, I have heart problems, you would not think that a person then will tase him again. That's right. And again. That's right. That's not humanity. That's torture. Crump, 
flanked by social justice advocates and standing beside Sonia Williams, the mother of 32-year-old Daryl Williams, says Williams should have never been approached in a parking lot last month by police. Keep both of your hands on the car. If you don't, if you can't listen to my instructions, I'm going to put you in handcuffs. We don't see them going into white neighborhoods with this proactive policing. That was my firstborn. That was my only son. He shouldn't be dead. And I want justice. Crump believes Williams was targeted due to the color of his skin. And he shouldn't have been shocked just because he ran and resisted police, as well as having drugs and alcohol in his car. Why didn't he just comply? We can offer you thousands, thousands of videos where white citizens didn't comply and they didn't end up dead. Rick Armstrong, part of the local Teamsters Police Union that represents two of the officers involved, believes the officers acted within their guidelines. We don't believe they use excessive force. We used, uh, we feel they used the proper force necessary to perform an arrest. Crump is calling on the six officers involved to be charged with manslaughter. He wants swift justice as shown in Memphis after the beating death of Tyree Nichols. But if it was important in Memphis, it's important in Raleigh, North Carolina too, to see swift action taken. After the calls for justice, Crump and about a dozen others marched to the spot Darrell Williams was shocked three times before he died, his mother laying flowers for her only son. The people who were supposed to hear his cries the most let it fall on deaf ears when they tased him again. Chelsea Donovan, WRAL News, Raleigh. The six officers involved are on administrative leave. The FBI is handling an investigation, and the district attorney will also review the video to see if charges will be filed. Raleigh Police says it has no comment because this is an active investigation. Today, first responders lined bridges along I-40 to honor a fallen Raleigh firefighter, senior firefighter J. Chris Bird, passed away yesterday after a brief illness. The chief said firefighters were stationed on all overpasses during the procession taking Bird to his final destination. Sky 5 flying over the tribute as fellow first responders saluted him from below. Bird has been a member of the department since 1997. UNC Chapel Hill is debating a proposal to allow more freedom of expression on campus. The Board of Trustees passed a resolution late last month to accelerate the creation of the School of Civic Life and Leadership. For the first time, we're seeing a proposed resolution from UNC faculty against the creation of this school. WRL's Monica Casey looks into these new documents. A proposed resolution coming before the UNC Faculty Council tomorrow argues against the creation of this new school, citing a lack of faculty input and cost. In an interview with Fox News, UNC trustee chair David Bullock says the new school of civic life and leadership will foster diverse ideas on campus. We, however, have no shortage of left of center progressive views on our campus, like many campuses across the nation. But at the, the same really can't be said about right of center views. So this is yeah. an effort to try to remedy that. 
Critics say it's an overreach by the trustees and an effort to introduce more conservatism to what's viewed as left-leaning academia. Faculty push back on the idea that there isn't balance, and the resolution says the new school will take needed resources away from other areas. So, In a meeting today, some members of the Committee on Academic Freedom and Free Expression were concerned about their mission being conflated with the new school. I think one of the things the committee could do would be to explain more clearly how um, academic freedom works in terms of curriculum and programs and mission of the university. Sam Robinson is the undergraduate vice president and a member of that committee. He says this situation calls for more communication and transparency. We can do better on issues of, of academic freedom and free expression without necessarily having this new school. Maybe that does become a part of it, maybe it doesn't. Uh, but at this point, I think that the, the work that the committee is doing is setting broad and sweeping goals for what role the nation's first public university has in public discourse. And I would argue we have a big one. The Faculty Council meets tomorrow with that proposed resolution on the agenda. Monica Casey, WRL News in Chapel Hill. Still ahead, Google is giving a local school a major boost, and it's all to fund teacher skill development and student learning in artificial intelligence. Plus, a closer look at the events leading up to the NHL Stadium Series, what fans can expect this weekend. Well, we are all so excited about this big outdoor hockey game that we have in downtown Raleigh, looking pretty colorful. So, Fan tonight. Fest, yeah, Fan Fest tomorrow is going to be a big party, and yeah. then the big game on Saturday. Of course, everybody wondering what the weather is going to look like. Cat Campbell joining us now to give us a bit of a preview. How are things going to shape up? It's looking perfect on Saturday. And, you know, we have been eyeing this forecast for weeks now because everybody's been curious with all these warm temperatures that we've had. How is this going to work with temperatures in the 70s this week and there being ice at Carter Finley? And we've been telling you for weeks that we expected temperatures to fall by the time we got to the game day. And that's the case. 55 will be the high on Saturday. Plenty of sunshine. Beautiful for tailgating outside. And then as we get closer to dinnertime tailgate, temperatures will be right around the upper 40s. So we cool down. Puck drops at 8 o'clock, 44 degrees, and then by the end of the game, temperatures should be awfully close to the upper 30s. So make sure that you are bundled up for the game. There's really only one day in this seven-day forecast where you'll need a big jacket, and it comes perfectly in time for the Canes game Saturday. It's all thanks to this cold front. Unfortunately, it's bringing severe weather to portions of the south. There have been three tornadoes today, a lot of lightning and a lot of flooding coming out of this system. As it moves toward North Carolina tomorrow, it will weaken significantly as it crosses over the mountains. So we're very thankful for the North Carolina mountains for that. And the timing with the rain moving in in the morning just isn't conducive for a severe weather threat most of the time for us locally. By 7 a.m., we have a chance for some rain in our west counties by 9 a.m. The rain really filling in with a 70% chance. Look at these temperatures though, mid 60s. It'll be warm. It'll be wet for your morning commute on Friday and it will be windy. Winds should be and this is not the gust. This is the steady wind speed around 20 miles per hour in the morning with that rain. So very breezy. We should see a little bit of a break in the wind midday and then the winds are going to pick back up during the afternoon and evening and this could pose an issue for the Canes Fan Fest happening downtown. I know a lot of tailgate tents want to go up so a heads up either weigh them down or skip the tailgate tent for Fan Fest tomorrow.
Future cast tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. The bulk of the rain still to our west, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did already see some rain moving into our western counties. By 8 a.m., it's starting to make its way into the triangle. And by lunchtime, we've got rain pretty widespread, but it's lighter rain as it moves into the area. Still some showers around by 3 o'clock in our eastern counties, but we're drying out here in the triangle by that time. And we do expect a brand new run of high resolution future cast to come in by the 10 o'clock news. So I encourage you check in for an update. Future cast at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. You know, after starting in the 60s in the morning, we're really cooling down. 49 in Roxborough. Temperatures cooling into the 50s potentially in the Triangle. Around 60 in Fayetteville by dinner time tomorrow night. And then temperatures just keep falling from there. We're down to 32 on Saturday morning. 55 the high on Saturday. And then temperatures going right back up. Sunday, a lot of clouds returning to the forecast. 61 the high. Monday for President's Day. Kids have off school. Temperatures should be in the upper 60s. Should be a beautiful day to get outside, let them play outside, ride their bikes, whatever they want to do like that. And then middle of next week, we could be awfully close to the 80 degree Ooh. mark. We've got some record breaking nice. temperatures to come. I can't believe that. I know. I've been listening to Kat say that tonight. Uh -huh. It's like 80 degrees in February. It's, it's shocking. We don't want to get too hot too fast. Right. That's always the issue for me. Well, yeah. I'm glad the weather's going to be perfect on, yeah. uh, on Saturday mm -hmm. and through the back half of the day tomorrow. The finishing touches, of course, being put on the NHL Stadium Series prep and it was shaping up really to be one of the biggest sporting events that we will <laughs> see here in Raleigh. This is so cool. Just take a look at how big the NHL pregame will be surrounding Carter Finley Stadium here. It's a big venue. Even before the puck drop, drop, you don't even have to wait until Saturday. Crews are setting up for a free fan fest in downtown, which kicks off tomorrow. That's what we were showing you with the Ferris wheel and the stage you see. WRL's Brett Neese explains this has been years in the making. There will be so much to take in inside Carter Finley on Saturday, but before gates open at 6, a lot of fun will be out here on the parking lot for the NHL pregame fan fest. Caniacs are ready. Oh, it's just a huge weekend for you know, the Canes, for Raleigh, for all of us fans. There's people from all over the world that are here. Well, it's a once in a lifetime chance. We've seen it other places. Never thought we'd get it here. It has been a long wait to see an outdoor game in Raleigh. It was originally set to happen two years ago, but the pandemic forced Caniacs to wait. That only allowed the anticipation for it to reach a boiling point. The buildup now has been incredible, and it's almost reached to a, a point of sort of a, a frenzied anticipation of this game. Scott Dupree with the Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance tells me the economic impact from the game day alone will be around $12.4 million. Add in all the events before and after the game, that number could nearly double. With puck drop two days away, crews are unloading all the fun things fans will get to enjoy before the game. Well, this will be one of the best tailgates we've ever had. And Canes fans know how to tailgate. Several skills games are being set up alongside food and drink tents, plus there will be live music. This is one of the largest uh, footprints we've ever had. This is uh, well over 200,000 square feet. When looking at zip codes attached to ticket sales, officials expect half the stadium to be filled with people from North Carolina on Saturday. Last year, Kaniac set a record inside the loudest house in the NHL with 19,513 fans at Game 7 against the Bruins. Saturday, over 55,000 fans will rock Carter Finley Stadium like a hurricane. What a historic week for, for the Kaniacs, for the Hurricanes, and none of us are ever going to forget it. You can see the boards are up, the glass is ready, the ice is ready as well. Gates open at 6 with the parking lot opening at 2. Officials say if you are coming on Saturday, you got to get here early. From Carter Finley Stadium, Brett Neese, WRL News.
A lot of buzz happening around this game. We will have live coverage of FanFest from downtown Raleigh tomorrow. It's going to be a huge day of free fun for everyone. No ticket needed. You can find a complete rundown of Friday events on WRL.com. Carrie Underwood stopped in North Carolina for a concert and left with an adorable souvenir. The story behind the country star's <laughs> new four-legged friend and her tribute to the puppy's hometown. Over to the Village District right now, a crash investigation has a couple of lanes closed. This is near Oberlin, near that Harris Teeter. Uh, these are some live pictures coming in. The dirt bike there on the ground by the sign. We can pull back and show you. It looks like that Jeep SUV right there involved in the crash. We can push in and show you the shattered windshield uh, as police put together this scene. This is near that Harris Teeter and Chase Bank. And you can see the shattered windshield on the passenger side of that Grand Cherokee right there. So uh, if you headed out to that area this evening, uh, perhaps to get some dinner or some uh, groceries, you could run into some traffic situation as that area is closed to traffic as they investigate the cause of this crash as well as injuries. We'll let you know how this unfolds later this evening. Back to you. Jeez. Okay, Mark, thank you. Google is giving $125,000 to boost STEM and artificial intelligence education in Durham. The company will partner with the North Carolina School of Science and Mathematics. The money will go toward a program that teaches students how to merge humanity with artificial intelligence. It will cover costs of multi-day AI workshops. Google will also sponsor an upcoming student-led hackathon at the school. Boy, that's the future, isn't it? Mm -hmm, yeah. The downtown Raleigh Home Show is returning to the convention center. Starts tomorrow. Yeah, let's show you a video from last year's show. This year, you can expect local experts in home improvements, top products, tiny home villages, and tablescapes. Tomorrow, frontline heroes get in free with a valid ID. Then Saturday, educators get in for free. The show runs tomorrow through Sunday, and you can purchase tickets online or at the Raleigh Convention Center box office. This story is adorable. Oh. Oh, yeah. A Grammy-winning superstar uh, came here to North Carolina and then left with a little piece of the state <laughs> after a recent show. I'm just picturing Carrie Underwood, country star, walking into yeah. this group to pick up this little puppy. She got the puppy during a tour stop in Charlotte this month, and she shared the photos on Instagram. The name is Charlotte Nilla Fisher, Charlie for short. Underwood said she met her when positive impact North Carolina dog rescue brought some puppies to the venue to brighten everyone's day. That Look at that a face. a cute dog. Oh my a very goodness. lucky dog now, too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and at 11 on WRL. Have a great night. Local news doesn't stop here. Continue watching on all major streaming platforms with the WRL app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.